Today on Hey Sis, Eat This, we celebrate the 4th of July with two siblings who were born saluting the flag. Amanda and Jonathan Williamson grew up on army bases around the world with their U.S. Colonel Father Dave and their dedicated and loyal mother, Mama Mary. The word heroic comes to mind when discussing Mama Mary because it was her strength that navigated this family through countless moves, squadron picnics, and even an on-base bachelorette party. Her tolerance for high school house parties warrants a medal of honor as these little military brats went balls to the walls when their parents were AWOL. Thank you, Williamson family, for your service to this country, and happy 4th of July. Grab your fork and grab your knife. Morning, afternoon, and night. Mama's recipe and mine. We're about to have a good time. Hey, sis, eat this. Hey, sis, eat this. Woohoo! Hey, sis. Hey, sis. We've been wanting to get these two troublemakers, shall I say. (laughs) I think I can safely say troublemakers on this podcast for a while now. I want to welcome to Hey, Sis, Eat This, siblings, Amanda and Jonathan. Welcome. Thanks, guys. We're so excited to be here. Yeah, thank you guys very much. Well, Amanda is one of my besties from Los Angeles, and we've gotten into some trouble ourselves. Yep, for Concerts, sure. Concerts, girls' nights. I might have been around for a couple of oh, those. yeah, for Hurrahs. sure. Yeah, the list goes on, but she's just such an amazing friend, and she has gotten me through a lot and been there for me a lot, especially during my IVF process. We were both trying to get pregnant at the same time. And we are both in PR, so we're constantly sending each other pitches and asking what we should do with this client. Are you or... like both crying over there? No, I literally, I have like full body goosebumps. You're like my middle of the night friend. I, know. I could call you in the middle of the night and I Because know you I don't up. have kids, so I'm always so up. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, you've just always been there and supported me and I can't thank you enough. Oh and gosh, it means likewise. so much to me to have you on, especially with your brother, Jonathan, who I've actually never met in person. I've been very excited to meet Jonathan. I feel like I already know Jonathan Mm -hmm. just from what Amanda has told me. And, you know, they've called into the podcast with a few stories. So has their mama, Mama Mary. Yeah. And Jonathan is actually a fellow podcast world person. Yeah. Jonathan is the executive producer and head of production for the wildly successful digital brand. They've got a television show. They've got a podcast and it's Men in Blazers and it was just nominated for an Emmy. So kudos, Jonathan. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, guys. Here's what I will say to the listeners of um, Hey Sis, Eat This is that you think like, oh, how is a podcast like about um, siblings and gastronomy similar to a soccer (laughs) podcast? here's, Here's what I will say. It is very similar in the sense that it's about shared generational memories and you guys are using food mm-hmm. as that vehicle and we use football. Oh yeah. Soccer as that vehicle is like really if you, so this is my pitch to, um, Hey sis, eat this listeners, check out men and blazers. It's a very similar. It's mm. about spending time with your mom, your dad, your siblings, um, around a thing you love in I your love case, that. in your guys case food in our case football. 
Yeah, well, I know that. Instead I, of Southern accents, they have British accents. Oh, I love that's a British, even fun too. I love a British accent. So yours we're, sounds probably a little smarter than our. Yes, but we're not podcast. doing our Mama Ashley voice. Yeah, we talk country here. We don't talk British, but. Um, I definitely am excited to have you here. And I know so many friends of mine who um, listen to Men and Blazers and like so many soccer. I mean, you know, I've got a 12 year old daughter and all those boys are like obsessed with British soccer. So what a cool community to have a podcast about. So we're really excited to hear more about that. Awesome. All right. Well, I think we should have some appetizers. Uh, Amanda, tell me the age difference and a little bit about the two of you. Um, so Jonathan and I are two years apart, right, Jonathan? Yeah, a little less, like 20-some months, like Irish yeah. twins-ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah very Irish close. twins adjacent. Yeah, we were like a grade ap- or two grades apart growing up. Um, so you must have been very close growing up. We were up. Ex- extremely close growing up. Like, um, Jonathan was actually the maid of honor in my wedding, oh, the man of honor, yes. and gave so this cool. like iconic speech that people still talk about. Um, It was amazing. But yeah, I would say we are exceptionally close for brother and sister and have always been that close. Like some people get closer as they become adults, but because we were military kids, we Mm. moved on average every two years. So, you know, you Mm -hmm. start a new school, you don't know anyone at recess, Right. we would find each other. You had no one to sit with at lunch. We find each other. We were like forced to be besties, but... (laughs) It just worked out. Um, but yeah, we kind of laugh because I feel like sometimes the dynamic shifted. Like I was more of the older sibling and Jonathan was more of the younger sibling. Well, women but, do mature faster than men. Let's be honest. Well, that's, that's tr- true. But but then sometimes <laughs> Jonathan would be very much the old, older sibling to me. And we'll get to some of that later. But in terms of like high school and coolness and parties, like he right. was definitely the cooler, the the cooler older sibling. Yeah. Was she a it, nerd, it, Jonathan? Oh no, not at all. I she she <laughs> overplays uh my quote unquote coolness and definitely underplays hers. I think that that um you know, it was much closer. It was I would say going back to what Amanda said about our relationship is like the fact that you're a military brat, you just turn up in these places you know no one and it's it's kind of wonderfully uncomplicated, right? It's just like, well, I don't know anyone else. You're you're still here. You're still along <laughs> right, for the ride. Right. Uh, so let's hang. And it was that way literally our entire life. You know, every two years you're on the go. And it just makes uh, for, you know, a sibling relationship that is exceedingly deep, but also kind of wonderfully mm. uncomplicated. Like there's no it wasn't because of any specific trauma other right. than the trauma of moving. Right. Um, but that's just your homie that's there right. for uh, every time you move. I'm, I'm actually just having a flash of us when we moved to England and we like literally it was like it was just I was probably the most like unsettling move we had and it was like when boys to men was really popular our parents had bought us this like boom box and mom had made chili and we were sitting at that like gross brown table like eating chili and we just played end of was it end of the road or that voice to men song we played it on or repeat. I'll make love to you because that might be weird. With no, it was yeah. not that. It was not that. I think it was like, or no, it was so hard to say goodbye to yesterday, and we right. literally played it on repeat and both cried like at that table together. Aww. So it was Aww. the best of times. Cried worst of, because you didn't. Want we were to be sad. In England? Correct. Yeah. yeah, y'all were each other's constants. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, funny. and I mean, you're moving every two years. It's just like by the time you make friends, it's like 
say goodbye to them. Yeah. Time to make new friends. Yeah. And so, I mean, you probably rely on your family so much when yeah. you to be when you're moving to all these different places every two years. Well, wow. yes, I've gotten older. It's been clearly like that. That is the most formative thing in my life is being the uh, child of a member of the military, and not for like the reasons or like military reasons or um, anything like that, but just from the purely logistical of you are moving to other continents. Right. Before we move into your mom, which we're going to get into, what did your dad do in the military? He was a fighter pilot. Wow. And like a like legit. We, I didn't even realize how like legit he was until like maybe five years ago, we went to this like fighter plane like Arizona or uh, mm-hmm. museum in Arizona mm-hmm. and they had like every type of fighter plane that the Air Force has ever had there wow. like on display and dad was literally walking down the rows being like I flew that one I flew that one wow. I think there were like 11 you wow. probably know this Jonathan more than I do God. yeah I, d- I don't know the exact number but he was definitely legit it was like some maverick and goose shit but oh, I would I'm say sure. the mo- the most wonderful thing about our father is that despite the fact that he was very legit, like bona fide American fighter pilot, he was like kind of a walking contradiction of that. And like people would think they would come over and it was like, oh, it's going to be major dad, like salute, right. get up at 5 right. a.m. Our dad is like hyper intellectual, very cerebral values, like books and music and sports and sleeping in and like, you know, things that you don't think of like, oh, a military person. Sure. Like he he was he was wonderful in that respect. Well, I think I can say on behalf of Whitney and I both thank him for his service and all of you in your family that supported his journey through the military. We are so honored. Well, thank you to be here with you. No one other than Mama Mary that really kept that ship moving. Well, I want to get to her. I love me some Mama Mary. She's sweet. She's spunky. She's honest. She's direct. And I have had the privilege of hanging out with her a few times and I just adore her. So Jonathan, tell us a little bit more about Mama Mary. Yeah. And it's a perfect transition from what we were just saying about my dad for all of those things that were like, you know, and thank thank him for his service. But really what I think is instilled in both Amanda and I is that like military spouses are the true heroes. Like when we think what my mom would have had to endure with two young children and you're just dropped on the other side of the world mm. is now being a parent myself. Right. I, I mean, it's crazy. Like to think just to bring him to school in the morning, my son who goes sure. to school like three blocks away, I'm like, oh, this is like a daunting task. (laughs) My mom was shipped out to Korea when she was probably 25 years old with, you know, a one-year-old. And um, then Amanda was born in Korea, away from family, away from support. Like, what military spouses endure uh, is incredible. And our mom is the embodiment of that. Like, it's hard to even appreciate that level of strength. Right. In retrospect, what does she think about all those moves? Did she, do you think she embraced it? I mean, she had to, obviously. Did she make the best of it? Did she like it? She did. I think she made the best of it. And she was, you know, she's one of seven. Um, and she has always worked very hard. And I think, you know, she was raised in New Jersey in you know, this big Irish family. Um, she always had a job. She I didn't even know this, Jonathan. You might not know this. Did you know that mom paid for her own high school 
I don't know if it was what? all four years, but she had to pay for part of her. Like my grandparents made them go to Catholic, like private Catholic school, but my mom had to work to pay for it. Wow. So she's just like the hardest because worker. Because they couldn't afford it yeah. or because? Yeah. I oh, think. Wow. Yeah. Right, Jonathan? Yeah. there. I mean, there were seven of them. So that yeah. tuition's yeah. adding up. Yeah. Right. And like, and she paid, she put herself through college. I think wow. she just like was ready to get out. Yeah. And Her- my parents have like a wonderful marriage. They're still very in love. And so I think that like part of it was maybe like the family that she saw in dad and like us that she right. just was like, do whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Did she work when you were growing up? She- yes. So she's a teacher. Um, and like the most amazing teacher, like, always taught in the schools that were like a little bit, um, you know, uh, on the side of town that probably didn't have Mm -hmm. like the highest rated schools. And I remember there would be Christmases where she'd be like, you know, I know so-and-so is not going to be able to stop at, you know, whoever's house. We're going to go drop these gifts off on his porch. Mm -hmm. And she would like, I mean, for years, like she would take care of these students, like, and not say anything. She was very much like an incredible, like dedicated teacher. So, yeah. She's amazing and hilarious. Oh, yeah, she is funny. <laughs> she was my sixth grade English teacher. Man, you're at those military schools. They'll, they're not worried about that. They're happy to get anyone in there teaching. <laughs> so true. I remember like the sixth grade teacher um, who was teaching English, I think, bounced. Someone called my mom and so she was my sixth grade English teacher wow. for the second half of the year. She's also like very loyal. Like she's the type of mom that like like still holds a grudge against the girl that like did me wrong in seventh grade. Like oh, if yeah. she saw that girl in the grocery store now, she would not say hi. I'm also a fellow grudge yeah, holder. Yeah, so she's I get like, it. Well, tell us a little bit about what it was like around your dinner table, Amanda. So all your many dinner tables. I know the world. we had several. So although I know they always had like one that like kept moving. Um, so our, it's funny. It's interesting. So we say she grew up in a large Irish family. So our grandmother, it started with our grandmother in terms of cooking was like a phenomenal cook who actually had a restaurant, oh, wow. um, in New Brunswick, New Jersey, where they grew up. Mm-hmm. It was called the soup kitchen and it became like wildly successful, but she had to shut it down because she wouldn't share her recipes with another cook to help her oh, out. Really? Yes. Was it an Irish restaurant? Um, or? no, it was called the soup kitchen and they would literally every day have a rotating menu of soups. Oh, I so it was like, this. I think it was only open for lunch. Like the she soup would go, Nazi on yes, Seinfeld. Yes. <laughs> but that was Grammys. So my mom grew up with, with a mother who was always in the kitchen, Huge always cooking influence. 100% and like a phenomenal cook. So mom always, um, I would say we always ate dinner together. That was one of the things like we, the four of us always had dinner together. And I think it depended on like what we ate sort of depended on where we lived right. too. Cause like in England they would shop at like the commissary, which was the grocery store on base. Sure. Um, but then she would also go to the British uh, commissary or the British grocery Market, store. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So it, it, it just depended, but I would say like the four of us always ate dinner together, which I think I, that's one thing like I've taken and tried to like inflict on my family too. Like the four of us always eat dinner together. Um, But yeah, she made like all different types of things. I mean, Jonathan and I had fun like getting ready for this, talking about like our favorite dishes that she would make. But she's she we were always definitely a uh, eat together type family. Did she take the influences from the different places you lived? Uh, Would she put kimchi on the table, for example, that you lit since you were lived in Korea or was there bangers bangers and mash? (laughs) 
so she she was the only thing Jinx I think drink. Okay. she liked the British cheese. So we would ha- eat this like amazing like chat like Stilton yeah. cheese soup when we lived in England with like big pieces of bread. I feel like we had that like once a week at least. Mm. Jonathan, jump in if you if I'm missing anything. Like yeah, no, I, I would say that um, we always and this transcended just like uh, food, but they always made sure wherever we lived, we experienced what was going down like in that in that area, right? Like it's easy. You could the the way it's uh, like military installations are set up. Like you could basically not change what you eat, no matter where in the world you live. But my parents would definitely make sure um, that we ate stuff locally and we find stuff we love locally and eat that. That said, I don't. I rem- I feel like mom's cooking remained pretty constant. Question: What was your favorite dish, Jonathan? Uh, my favorite dish is carrot cake. Un- I mean her her carrot cake has ruined me on others' carrot cake. I, 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 I won't even get it anywhere else. I love Courtney, I'll send you cake. the recipe. It's it's legitimately... Can we put it on our website? Yes. She let yeah, us she would love that. I didn't that. know if she's going to be a soup. No, she doesn't gatekeep. Carrot cake she's not like Grammy. She doesn't oh, gatekeep. She will share. God, I love it. Um, so yeah, I actually went to R&D thinking, because everyone's like, oh, R&D has great carrot cake. Oh. Nope. And doesn't even hold a candle to Mary's. And wow. is it cream cheese frosting? Oh, one hundred percent. And she makes gotta the frosting. Got to be that cream cheese frosting. And she believes she's a firm believer in keeping cake in the fridge. She oh, thinks okay. cake should be all cake should be served cold. Oh, okay. I, I actually I like cold think, cake. I like, yep. I like that so, uh, Jonathan, would you ask for this for your birthday? Ask her to make the carrot cake on your birthday. Yeah, I mean, you put that in the present tense. I still ask for it yeah. for my birthday <laughs> this year. This year we'll be having carrot cake. I can guarantee it. Yeah, it's. And it is something about the putting it in the fridge and like that cream cheese frosting getting cold. Mm, yeah. is, it is just, I mean, we go to all over bakeries in, I live in New York City and we go bakeries all over. Can't even have the carrot cake. It just, you can say it's good, it's good. but it's yeah. not stacking up. You are a real carrot cake snob, it sounds like. So I love yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> we are. Amanda, what was your favorite dish? I mean, I also enjoyed the carrot cake. Her pesto, though, which was my grandmother's recipe, oh. like homemade pesto mm. sauce, is like, I, like again, I can't. I've never had pesto anywhere else that is as good. Uh, pine nuts or walnuts? She or uses is, pine nuts. Okay. Yeah, and it's it really simple. Basil? I don't know. It's like fresh basil, pine nuts, like butter, Parmesan, cheese. Butter. butter. Um, yeah, butter. And no I'll, wonder you like it. Yeah, well, yeah, butter yeah. does make everything better. But it is just, it's like insane. And even I make it, I'm like, oh, not as good as mom's. Right. There's but like, because it's just, she has the love. It's, it's Mama true. Love but it is, it. it is like unreal. And many of my friends now make her pesto. Ooh, like maybe we need yeah. to get that one too. Yeah. Her pesto is insane. Okay. Her veggie lasagna, her spinach lasagna, also delicious. Mm. Um, that, that's, that's number one for me on the savory, um, savory on the side. Savory. Yeah. 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 And it's, I, I asked her about this recently. It's the pecorino that goes mm. against the regut. That's like, <laughs> you know, you got the one mild cheese, the one sharp cheese, and it is so good. Yeah. yeah. Jonathan's wife is super Italian. So you can tell like he used to eat like 10 years ago, he would have said ricotta. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Once you say I do, you can drop all vowels off the end of Italian food stuff. So now it's officially prosciutto, ragot, ma- mozzarella. Brazil. Yeah, mozzarella. No, mozzarella. And my kid, my, I couldn't even, I couldn't say it with a vowel. My kid would look at me strange. He's only two and a half and he's already, you know, oh, walking around amazing. like Tony Soprano looking for salted cured meats. <laughs> Oh, I love your son. That's amazing. Oh, gosh. So, Jonathan, was there a worse dish that Mama Mary made? 
I mean, I honestly can't remember one thing that I was like dreading. Right. What about I, you? I don't like her rum cake. Ooh. Polarizing oh. opinion. People love. I don't. But I don't, rum like, cake? I don't yeah, like. Yeah, I don't cake, like like though. booze and food. I mean, I love alcohol, but I don't yeah. like. I don't like like. I don't like an alcoholy dessert. Oh, and people like love it. It's like a pound cake with like a rum sauce. Yeah, yeah. It's not my, Mom. but I would say that to her face. It's not my favorite. Yeah. But when you guys sent this question, I made me, it kind of made me laugh because I feel like she's also the type of person, like when she makes something, she'll be like, well, it could have used this. It's oh. not that great. Oh, it could have yeah. used that. Our mom is the So same. it's like she, yeah. We're like that too. Yeah. You're like that. I know I am. But, um, like but your yeah, green it's funny. beans are one of my favorites. Oh my God. Thanks. It's funny. I tried to, she also loves the green beans yeah. and I tried to make them for her when I was there last summer and she bought turkey bacon instead of real bacon. I was like, oh. mom. Oh, oh no. Yeah. no, 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 no. That's not no. the best substitute. Mm-mm. Well, those were some delicious appetizers. So let's move on to the main course. Yeah. My we- favorite topic. <laughs> Exactly. We have all been little teenage idiots back in the day. (laughs) And we know from National Siblings Day when Amanda called in with an infamous story (laughs) that we had to put on like a we had to put a disclaimer. Like if you're easily offended, do not continue listening. (laughs) Also, Mama Mary called in with a story about you two troublemakers. And so we know that there was a lot of parties thrown at the Williamson's house. So give us a little Give us a little color on that. I think there's no better way to truncate um, our childhood than it requires a warning at the beginning of every podcast <laughs> when we're talking about it. Like that feels like a plaque, like some kind of achievement. <laughs> That's amazing. So threw, you at the party house is what I'm feeling. 100%. Okay. Like it was the movie Can't Hardly Wait to a T multiple times a year. Mom and dad never home. There was, oh, we always thought we cleaned up the best that we could, but mom found us out somehow. Every time. Every single time. Did you get in trouble? I don't remember getting in trouble. It was was short bursts of trouble, I would say. But yeah, there were definitely repercussions. But I think we were just like (laughs) gluttons for punishment. We kept kept going back for more. Clearly the punishment wasn't hard enough now well. yeah i think mom and dad were also amazing like that as they probably i mean i can't ever imagine now like not absolutely losing my mind if i came back to my house and it was destroyed because like you said i think thought is doing a lot of work and we thought we cleaned up right right like right. you know what i'm saying that yeah. sense <laughs> and and uh our mom her sense of smell is just unparalleled, incredible, undefeated. Like when she's pulling into the driveway, she could smell like stale beer, cigarette butts. Right. Um, She was onto us from the jump. Like you didn't even need to see that uh, half the couch was like, you know, burnt. Oh my God. (laughs) She's part hound dog. She truly is. Mm -hmm. Or her new kitchen table was like destroyed with quarter marks. Oh my God. So we threw this one party once and Jonathan, um, I feel like it was mostly... Your friends, Jonathan's friends. Let's yeah. blame it on Jonathan. Um, <laughs> maybe the punishment did work because she's still trying to throw shade my way you're and get out of it. So when mom and dad listen to this, she's not going to get in trouble. You're, very, you're getting a very candid look into our dynamic here. But no, like people were playing quarters on a kitchen table that 
mom had just gotten and we all know like loving cooking and entertaining yeah. like getting a new kitchen table is deal. like big investment big deal mom yeah. had gotten this one she had like a country kitchen so it had like <laughs> red red painted like legs and had yeah. like a beautiful wooden top and people were playing quarters on the the beautiful wood table my and we were shit. like oh we had cleaned up and mom and dad come home and you can see like the glit, like when the light like hit the table, it was just covered in quarter marks. Oh my god. And, and did y'all like know? dense, little dense? I don't think I saw it before. Did you, Jonathan? Yeah. So I mean, there's that initial walk around the house, right? right to kind of assess the state of things. <laughs> and I remember looking at that table and just thinking, oof, I don't know if there's any coming back from this right. one. Oh this, my god. This could be a bridge too far. And your mind's spinning, like, what can we tell her happened? Well, their mom did call in to our hotline yeah. for National Siblings Day and told this story. And she claims that she asked you guys about the table and y'all said, mm, I don't know. I you don't denied know. it. Okay, deny, deny, hilarious. deny. And maybe it came that way. Yeah, it's nice decorations with little jagged marks, uh, hundreds of them throughout. <laughs> so I remember calling up the like I, the hardware store, oh my being God. like, hey, do you have anything that can get marks out of a table oh thinking like oh God. yeah there's definitely a fix for this right, right. like they're going to notice so we just have to go to audible to getting it fixed and they said oh well we can sand it down and i thought that's not an option is there something that's going to be a slightly uh, lighter lift than that and they said well we have these pencils and they're like Basically, Crayola pencils. I don't know who you think they're fooling, but they, they suggest just coloring on the table oh as if God. that would do it. And we tried it, and it was horrible, oh and it made no. it worse. And oh, if, there, if, there, if there was any hope we were getting away with it before then, it was erased when there's, like, brown smudge drawing extra attention to each oh, uh, crevice in the table. So that was not our finest moment. Yeah. And mom would like, mom was so funny because they, they were gone for most of our parties, but I'm now remembering another one. It was around Christmas time. And Jonathan, you were in college and we were home for the holidays or you were home for the holidays and um, we had had some people over. It wasn't like a huge rager, but people got pretty drunk and mom had had like my mom at their house in Virginia would do like two Christmas trees. Like we'd mm -hmm. walk into the foyer, there'd be like right. a beautiful, the like Neiman unified Martin. one. Right, right. You know where I'm going with yeah. this story, don't you, Jonathan? Yeah, it's a great and one. And then, yeah. um, so she would have like with like all the her, decorator her tree, beautiful, we call it. Exactly. Yeah, the Neiman Marcus yes, tree. Like yeah. monochromatic. Uh -huh. And then in the family room would be the tree with like, all the you know, ornaments you've been making correct, since kindergarten. Correct. So <laughs> mom came down, we were all there and they had like gone to bed. They were fine with us having a few people over. So mom comes down the stairs to like get a drink of water in the kitchen and she sees one of Jonathan's friends who we, you had been friends with him since like, you know, middle school or whatever. And my parents knew his parents and he's so drunk. He's standing in front of our Christmas tree, literally peeing no. in our Christmas tree. No. And my mother, I'm not going to say his name. My mother says, she was like, you get in the car right now. And she literally drove him to his hat, like made him get in her car, <laughs> drove him to his house. Did she ring the doorbell? Oh I don't even remember what happened, God. but she like literally drove him home, dropped him off in his, at his house in his lawn and drove back and was so mad. Oh my, oh, I we would were like, be, Oh my God. I, I would literally peeing in our Christmas tree. Oh my God. Well, at least you guys didn't do it. You well, know, fun fact, he fault. was the boyfriend of the gal who, you know, oh, mm -hmm. who, shit all over your house, yeah. who shit yeah. in, uh, in yeah. the blanket, in the carpets. And <laughs> yes, 
<laughs> this was many Refer years later. back to National Siblings Day. I hope y'all aren't friends with these people story. anymore. Well, I definitely wouldn't want that kid coming over to my house. No. Same party. Someone threw up on a Snoopy phone. We had like this <laughs> oh nice uh, phone. Hold on. Just I have to stop you. You're like, we had this nice Snoopy, Snoopy phone. phone. What's a oh, Snoopy yeah. phone? It, it, was, it was like a Peanuts uh, collectible. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. like Was it the family landline? Or? Yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. But it was like Snoopy was like holding the phone and you would like pick the actual receiver <laughs> up off Snoopy's hand. Was it mounted to the wall? No, it was like a it was like okay. a statue. Okay. Okay. Nice may have been a stretch. I should have said kitschy Snoopy phone, but okay. I just remember the a irony nice of like Snoopy phone. someone throwing up on Snoopy and thinking and like, ooh, oh that's a metaphor for something far greater. Okay. People have shit in your house. Yeah. They've pissed in your, your Christmas yeah. tree. They've thrown up on your telephone. Like, I would move. Like, I just don't know how I mean, your they, mom put up with it. Well, God bless Mama Mary. I mean, this woman has put up with so much. An angel. They didn't care if you came home wasted in high school or anything. Uh, I think I was still in high school and Jonathan was in college and it was like New Year's Eve and they had gone to a friend's house and they came home and I was super drunk and my mom was like horrified and she like looked at me and she was like, wash your face and get to bed. <laughs> and it was like, because the only thing worse than being drunk was sleeping with your makeup on. I agree. Yeah, so she man. was like, take <laughs> that makeup off. I will murder you in the morning. Yeah. Um, but it always Wash made me laugh. The drunk off your face. And I feel Vanessa. like yeah. that's so her with like the Abilene cream, like oh, yeah. removing the makeup. <laughs> like the only, uh, the only cardinal sin um, worse than being drunk is sleeping in your mascara oh, and your I, makeup. I could be like stumbling and I'll still wash my face. Oh, yeah. yeah, I could be blacked out and I still have to brush my teeth and, and wash, wash my, my face, face and take my yep, contacts that's out. A- <laughs> it's not like there would be no repercussions. Like there would be some yelling going down and, but like we'd always come back to the level. Like that's, that's, you know, love hard. Yeah. Uh, As we like to say, you come back to the loving place. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, always, always, always. I think that was uh, that was the key to it. Although the loving place, I guess, not a great deterrent uh, when it comes to throwing parties in your house. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I was always like terrified of mom, but like not we're so close. Yeah. Right. But and like, I don't ever remember her like disciplining me like extra hard, but like I was scared of getting in trouble with her. Like, sure. and, oh, and yeah. I still like, as a mom now of girls, I'm like, how do I instill that fear in my children? Yes. <laughs> like, I don't like, I just like respected her, but was also like so terrified. Right. So it's like, I don't know. Like it's, it, a, it's a hard it's balance. Like, I try to do the same thing. You yeah. know, there's nothing worse than like, and I'm disappointed or like, I'm, I think it's I'm like doing that, a good like, job because whenever I call their names, I'm like, Reagan, Vivi, can you come here for a second? They're both like, is it bad? Is it bad? Like, they're always, and I was like, oh, I look forward to that day. Yeah, I'm like, it's not bad, but we need to talk. So it's interesting, you know, moving around, being military kids. Did you learn, to, like, did you get your driver's license when you were 16? Where were you? How did you... I'm just, I'm curious to hear about that. Did you drive well, at 16? Jonathan got... Uh, Jonathan was the... Uh, sort of first the pioneer in the driving space of the Williamson uh, children getting their driver's licenses and uh, starting our fabulous driving track record. Oh. So I'll let you, I'll let you do <laughs> Was it as one, good Jonathan. as mine? I mean, we both should be living in New York City and not driving for the rest of our lives, but. <laughs> yeah, living in the city now, the day I w- sold my car when I moved up here was, was a day of, 
happiness and probably great relief to drivers throughout the uh, eastern seaboard. Yeah, I mean, look, it go- and again, I can tr- remember this, trace this back to mom. I was like, when it was time for me to learn how to drive, our, I think our dad was uh, like on um, like assignment somewhere or not there. And so Mary just grabbed the keys and said, let's go. We're going to the high school parking lot. You're going to learn to drive on stick shift. And that was it. It was like trial by fire. And she was in there. She taught me. So like, yeah, my Mary taught me how to drive. And both of our parents are like, I feel like good drivers, you know, nothing out of the ordinary. But somehow I'm a terrible driver. I am a self-admitted, awful driver. Oh my God. Tell them what happened. To the, ex- to the extent in high school... Uh, I think I was in high school or maybe early college. I uh, damaged the garage door twice, one time driving through it and then one time backing out of it. So I completed that rare double of destroying the garage door from both ways and uh, just driving down. I remember the first one, I went right through it. I was driving down like we had a driveway that it was like one big, it's called a pipe stem. I think it's kind of a regional thing. I don't know. It's like what, it's a big driveway that then leads to several other little driveways where like there are different homes. Sure. So, and ours would go, we went downhill to the pipe stem, but then you'd go back up to the house. And so it was a stick shift car. And I knew that if I left my foot off the pedals, I would coast down, but then the trip back up the hill would slow me down and I'd come to a stop almost perfectly in the garage. So I'm going through mail, like looking at mail as I'm going down the the pipe stem and I come back up, you know, I see, I turn and I'm like, oh, the garage door, when I hit the uh, garage door opener, didn't, didn't start opening. So I thought, no big deal. Just let me hit the brake. I put the clutch in instead of the brake. (laughs) Panic throw the mail to my right, smash, clean through the garage door. Um, and yeah, and d- completely destroyed it. It was horrifying. And I don't oh I don't God. remember mom and dad being upset about that because I just think they were like baffled. When Jonathan was going into his senior year of high school, our dad was transferred to a base in South Carolina okay. and our parents decided to live the year like apart. So Jonathan yeah. could graduate from his high school. Oh my God. So it was like the first day because I fact checked the story with mom this morning. It was the first uh. day that... Uh, that yeah, that dad was gone, and she said she got called out of a big meeting because you called and said that you had driven the car <laughs> into the garage. <laughs> oh, no. But then when did the other one happen? Like not that long after, with the same car. <laughs> Wait, how much yeah. damage was done? A lot. It was to... a Honda Accord with electric. For sure, they needed a new garage door after those incidents. Yeah, and was it a what kind of garage door? Like did like you a go normal one that went like what? It? Yeah, no, like he drove clean through it. Oh my god! Yeah, it was like something. It's like a stunt person's right. uh, job. <laughs> and I remember, so I, I had to pay to replace the garage door, but I didn't, you know, I, I was like lifeguarding, I think. So I paid all the money for that, but I couldn't get, I couldn't, I didn't have enough to then get the car fixed and it had damaged the door of the car. So then I had to climb into the car until I could get uh, the money to get the car fixed through the window. Like Duke, so Duke's I then hazard. entered the- <laughs> Yeah, I then entered the car through the window um, until I eventually got it fixed, which I don't know if we even ever did before we sold it. Oh, they probably did it. God, I too drove straight into the garage door. Did you know that? No. I had a couple of friends in the car and I was just talking I'm and looking Stephanie at the person. Uh huh. Looking at the person in the passenger seat and Chad was in the front. 
front yard and I just didn't stop somehow. And I hit the garage. I mean, it wasn't like as bad as that. It was like, it, you know, ours are for whatever reason, our garage doors never worked electronically. Right. Like, never opened. Yeah. And so it, I just, I just knocked out the bottom of oh, the garage door. Okay. And I remember dad being like, what the hell is going on? You know, I <laughs> yeah, just yeah, didn't typical. stop. But are you, your eyes open? God damn it. You know? So yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I feel your pain, Jonathan. Were you as equally bad of a driver? I had one really bad accident. Dad, my parents bought, they did buy me a brand. Well, I drove like a, I drove like a Maxima when I turned 16 that they bought at like a police repo. (laughs) Um, That was like souped up. It was like bought from like drug dealers. And so it had like cool like big rims yeah like big bass speakers it did and it had like dark (laughs) windows um so i drove that maxima for a few years and then they bought me like a brand new volvo like a small one yeah it was very nice and i totaled it probably i think it was like two months after um they bought it for me yeah so I, I feel like mom took a back seat in the anger on that one i do remember dad like throwing paper towels across the kitchen like when it wasn't vases or glasses or anything oh. paper towels That's don't true. sound too bad yeah, they were not happy about that but they got it fixed and i drove oh, that yes. volvo for many years oh my god that is so funny as y'all mentioned you grew up in a military family so we want to hear about some of those experiences i'm sure there was different cultures different foods you interacted with various families that were on the military base fill us in on that a little bit jonathan yeah so they have in in the military well in the air force in particular it's like your it's called the squadron right and that's like everyone is operates within that yeah right that's like the collective unit and so at a lot of these far-flung places, particularly Korea and England, it's like those are those are your lifelines back home. But so the, you would come together all the time, right? Like organized activities because it's not like anyone was going home for the weekend. Right. Not like you could just jet out from Seoul, Korea to go back to wherever you were from and visit mom and dad, right? Like right. our parents were on those bases uh, and that was your life. Like those were your people. And so they have these things called like from a culinary point of view, what I always remember is they have these things called squadron picnics, right? Interesting. And it's like, it's potluck. So it's like everyone brings a dish and, um, you know, it's families from all across the country, like, and, and to be fair, all around the world. But, but I always remember is like, so these potlucks, there's a lot of jello involved. <laughs> jello is a staple. Look, you turn up and there's also things that would like, I can't believe that uh, they needed better branding people, these, these, po- these squadron picnics. <laughs> they needed a publicist. Because the, <laughs> the desserts were like dirt was legit one of the names of it. And it's like smashed up Oreos over pudding with gummy gummy worms in it. it. But yeah, to this day, you know, when you encounter it, you're like squadron picnic uh, food. Oh, wow. Um, There was puppy chow, which is like... Right, check like chocolate checks mix with yes, powder. But who's calling it puppy chow? We, I, I've heard of this. Well, no, we grew yes, up someone we, someone, one of my mom's friends made that every Christmas and it's would bring delish. it over. It's I wonder delish. if she was from a military family. We should have, have mom make it again. Oh. Well, I think probably what it is is there's a loads of people from Texas in the military. Yeah, Maybe so that's these it. could have been. 
their contributions. There's like, oh, people would be like, oh, it's my peppercorn chicken. And you'd be like, this is just chicken tenders with uh, ranch dressing and some <laughs> right. peppercorn smashed in on top of it. But to this day, the good ones, you know, our mom would then like incorporate them into the rotation, yeah, right? Okay. And I, I can still, I go over now and I'm like, Boom, that's a squadron picnic side. It's oh, so wow. Okay, so what is her, what was her contribution to the squadron picnic? She would probably, what would she be? I, mean, I feel like she makes an amazing also macaroni and cheese with tomatoes. It's like Ooh. mac and cheese with like diced tomatoes in it, which sounds Ooh. weird, but it's delicious. But they, what I always found interesting is that these women in the squadron would then organize a cookbook of all their recipes. Oh, so then they would print it great. and sell. And I actually, mom gifted me some of hers oh. and I actually cook from some of them. One of my favorites being gooey butter cake. Like this Ooh. family from Alabama used yeah. to make this gooey butter cake for every squadron picnic. That was like How my cool. favorite. And you have a memory of it. And, I st- and yeah, and it's like, I still That's make really these cool. um, to this day. And the other one is poppy seed chicken, which is like, you know, mm-hmm. like a mm-hmm. chicken bake with like a Ritz yeah cracker situation um but yeah it's it's so Anything funny with ritz cracker on I top know. is I know. pretty good. i know but yeah like us being you know my parents being from new jersey like we would try stuff and be exposed to stuff at yeah. those picnics and at that time that like you wouldn't you know there were women from texas alabama like all all I over the, the country was unbelievable it was and then there were also like gross you, stuff we had talked about this well yes there was gross stuff but some of the like guys that work with my dad so part of being in a squadron and our dad in England was like a squadron commander, which mm-hmm. is, you know, you're in charge of like the the whole, the whole squadron and, you know, living abroad, you're very much in charge of not only their professional life, but like, it's kind of like an unofficial duty to sort of help out in their personal lives oh, as wow. well. If there's like an issue or mm-hmm. whatever like tour type of yeah, yeah. position. And like our mom took on like a whole new job. Like, I don't know if you guys ever watched army wives, the show. No, no. Um, great show. You should go back and watch it. It was on lifetime. Um, but our mom would like have to like, you know, host dinners for people like in these squadrons there were like 18 year olds that had just sure, enlisted yeah and there was like a 19 year old that was like pregnant my mom yeah. like went to her ob appointments with oh. her like crazy stuff like that because she was like in my dad's squadron wow. but so mom once hosted a dinner so she would host like holidays for some of these families like to the sure. tune of like seven eight nine wow. entire families she would wow. host At like your house yes thanksgiving oh, christmas wow. whatever what but so she was hosting thing. a bridal shower mm-hmm. of sorts it was like a bridal shower dinner so nice when we lived in england for a woman that was working in my dad's squadron <laughs> and like some other women that were in the squadron so nice. and it was a mix of like wives of husbands who were in the squadron mm-hmm. and then women that were actually in, in the, the squadron. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I think the woman that was getting married was young and, you know, uh, like in her early twenties and the dinner was meant to be at her house. And it was, um, my 12th birthday around was around the same time. And so I had a bunch of girls over like for a sleepover and like a murder mystery theme yeah. and the doorbell rings and a man is at the door mm-hmm. and he's like, you know, hi, I'm gentleman Jim here for the hen party. The and, hen, my, hen and my mom's party? like, I'm sorry, hen what? Party. That's a bachelorette party. Hen party. And my mom's <laughs> like, well, we have a 12 year old's birthday party happening right now. And it was literally a stripper oh named God. gentleman Jim that showed up at our house on the wrong evening. Oh my and my God. mom's like, I I don't because she didn't hire him. One of the party. other young, oh, like adult yes. squadron members, oh had hired him as a surprise to come to my parents' house for <laughs> and the, he got the wrong date. And he got the wrong date and showed up at the twelve-year-old's birthday party. What was he, he dressed as? He had on like a bow tie. Like I think it would have. I think I feel <laughs> like, like he had on. He had on like a suit with like the like the the, the, James the shirt Bond? was like buttoned down and like a bow tie. <laughs> yeah, 
but yet literally gentleman Jim and um, apparently so my mom's like no you have the wrong evening and good to know that you're coming but apparently she said that the next the next week or whatever when they did have the dinner gentleman Jim got the date right came and like stripped and then like my dad had gotten like some of the husbands complained like to my dad that their wives were like subjected to like gentleman Jim I mean speaking of subjecting so I have a not totally dissimilar story so I don't know what I was thinking, but when I was in high school, I thought it would be funny to get a stripper for my friend who was turning 16. Now, how I was able to <laughs> legally do this, I don't know. And also, what did you I call them on the as telephone? As one does. But did you open up the yellow pages? I, I, I must have opened up the yellow pages. Oh I really must God. have done that. I don't know. <laughs> I was in cahoots with somebody else, but we were doing this and it, the party was going to be at our house in mm-hmm. Dallas. And the guy shows up and he's dressed as a cop and he we told our friend she was in trouble for he was looking for her because she had been drinking underage well we were all drinking underage at that point so she was like shitting her pants right you know because she was scared she was getting in trouble but we're all like he 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 okay my he starts to strip in the living room of our mom and dad which yes which was all windows. Wait, where were your parents? Like they, they were, were home. home. Like, like where? I think my mom knew this was happening, but like somehow I don't know if she knew it was going to get as dirty as it did. <laughs> and this guy shows up in the whole front of the house's windows and it's nighttime. So you can see straight in. <laughs> His name was Jerry, by the way. And he starts stripping and he is grinding and he is thrusting. <laughs> and it's like my friend's like 16. She's like, oh. I mean, she might've been like in tears at this oh point, my God. but the whole neighborhood saw Jerry, you know, and my mom, was so pissed and Gentleman like Jerry. the mom of the oh yeah girl was so pissed and like it was a whole conundrum but yeah that's but hysterical what was funny is after that oh yeah mom and the other mom they would <laughs> go to various vacation vacation spots. spots and you know you always find those little like postcards with yeah. some like man on the beach yeah yeah in a thong in a thong or whatever so they would mail each other postcards so it'd be like you know hi margaret uh <laughs> i, I Jerry here. I'm in Pasadena today and I'm having a wonderful time in California. Yeah. And they would literally send each other postcards from Jerry. Yeah. Oh my God. The that's stripper. a stripper. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. Gentlemen, Jim. I yeah. love that. Like yeah. that's what strippers are in, in jolly London. I mean, I can like picture his face to this day. I'm here for the hen party. God, that's funny. But yeah, it was great. Well, you guys have given us some really great stories. So let's move on to dessert and have, I mean, this meal, I mean, we could go on all night with this meal, but I think we should get on to the dessert and ask some rapid fire questions. Jonathan, give me one word to describe Mama Mary. Uh, Tenacious. I love that. Amanda? I would say strong. Mm -hmm. Okay. Amanda, who's her favorite? Me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, no, that's not true. I think me on some days, Jonathan on others. No, I think I think mostly Amanda. But my mom to well, this is not rapid fire, but if anything, Mary is and I, I alluded to this earlier, but fairness, like yep. mm-hmm. being one of seven, I think sh- she often got the shaft. And right. so like 
she would go to crazy painstaking lengths to make sure that everything for Amanda and I was legit 50 50 down the middle to the not no one gets one thing more yeah Christmas gifts equal amount spent to the dollar yeah yeah Um, yeah yeah. Uh, Jonathan who makes your mom laugh the most so this is a point of contention. <laughs> there's there's no question the answer is Amanda. And my mom will say that Amanda is the funniest person uh, that she knows. She says, hands down, send it for years. Amanda is the funniest person I know. Now I'm supposed to be in an industry where I'm doing semi-entertaining right. stuff. So this is like, a good, this is kind of an ego blow, but mom will say it. No, you know, she's unabashed about Amanda is the funniest person I know. So easy. That's Amanda great. makes her laugh the Aww. most. I disagree. I think John, I think Jonathan, he's pretty funny. He is. He is. Well, Amanda, who pisses her off the most? I don't think either of us. I was going to say, she doesn't, at all those she's parties not, you threw, it doesn't sound like she gets she, that pissed she's, off. She's like hard to piss off. Yeah. But when you do, watch out. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Jonathan, what is your favorite thing about your mom? Oof. I mean, it's it's the qualities we mentioned earlier is like the tenacity and the, the strength and like the refusal to settle. Like um, she just, she's a big believer in like, look, if you want it, go get it. And, you know, I think she instilled that in Amanda and I is just like, look, don't settle. That was something that was really drilled into us from an early age um, is like, don't conform, don't settle, follow your dreams, like that kind of stuff. And she lived it out, man. She's just like a strong. She did not play. She's a badass. And it's amazing. Like she she pointed us on those roads and said, like, look, if you want it is yours you just got to make it happen and so like in that respect you know she shaped obviously everyone's mother shapes their life but like really amanda and i would not be where we are without her as an example but also the reinforcement of like she shaped it in a positive way (laughs) wonderful yeah 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 yeah, for sure for sure Mm -hmm. yeah amanda what's your favorite thing about her i mean i would echo everything jonathan said she's just like supports us to no end like you know is she truly when you parents say to their kids you can be anything you want to be like she like really meant it and was like i will help you get there like i mean i graduated college in south carolina i wanted to move to new york city she like helped me make it happen they paid my electric bill for like Mm. years because i couldn't afford it like Mm. she was like go go do what you want to do like you know get there you know she was just like just always wanted us to be happy but would like jump over like the like the highest of obstacles to help us get there. Love that. It's really so true. Mm. Well, Williamson's, I cannot thank you enough. I don't thank know why guys. I'm getting like a little verklempt, but I am. Oh my God. Well, because I never get to see you. I know. I don't get to see you. And, and it just makes me so happy to have you both on. And Jonathan, I just adore you. I love you. I feel like you're like my brother too. And Jonathan, we are totally partying when we come to New York. We got to, we got to meet you in the flesh. I'm coming in yep. a couple weeks. We all need to meet at the shore. Oh, yeah. Oh, that'd be Let's fun. Sure. I would love it. You can have Mary's la- Mary's lasagna and carrot cake. Yeah. And yeah. Pasta. Get some Italian cured meats. Drop those vowels off the end. Right. Wild times. <laughs> we'll bring, do a little cooking. Yeah, we'll bring the brazole. Brazole. Yeah, brazole. Yeah, my favorite. <laughs> well, thank you both so much for being with us today. Where can we, will you just tell us a little bit about where we can find the podcast again? Any sort of handles you want to share with our audience? Because you're doing yeah, some so great things there. Really easy at Men and Blazers across the board. 
um, on all social, um, Men and Blazers on YouTube, on your podcast feed. And like I said, I think that not a lot of people would, on the surface, see the similarities between uh, Hey Sis, Eat This and Men and Blazers. But it really is about that, like, sharing stories, um, shared generational memories. Love it. Maybe love we it. need to do a social post of like a comparison. Yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Jonathan, we're going to recruit you to help us with that. Thank you. Sounds great. I'm I'm here to help with all your podcasting needs. You guys just let me know. <laughs> yeah, thanks for helping us through yes. all the technical difficulties oh at the beginning. <laughs> well, we will end as we always do. I love you. I love your show, Court. Love you. Love your show, Wit. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for listening to Hey Sis, Eat This. If you LOL'd, peed your pants a little bit, or even smirked, please hit subscribe if you haven't already and feel free to rate and review, but only if it's positive. Also visit our website for recipes and to sign up for our newsletter at heysiseatthis.com.